Oh, 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 and welcome to a special Christmas edition of Yanks Talk Football. My name is Ken. I'm all alone today, and I'm doing this for you guys. And I'm starting it off right. It is Friday. It's a holiday. We're doing it the right way, like this. Ooh, cracking a cold one. Merry Christmas to you and yours. This one is for Jesse, who's being surprisingly nice. So I think there's something wrong with him. Here's to you, Jesse. Ah, nice and cold. I'd be, uh, excuse me. Oh, man. This is going to be fun. So I need to start at the top. At the top where Liverpool currently sit. I think it's the third year in a row that Liverpool are top at Christmas. This year, maybe a little different than the last two. They're only up by four points. But, I mean, the depth that that squad has shown is insane. With all the injuries that they've had. Is this music distracting? I think it's distracting. But you know what? We're going to let it play out. Because <laughs> it's Christmas. Happy birthday, Jesus. So with all the injuries Liverpool has had, it's kind of... Not kind of. It's very impressive that they're currently in first place. There's been a whole bunch of jumping around because a lot of teams are very tight. As I said, Liverpool is only up by four points right now. And Man United have a game in hand. They're currently sitting in third. If they win that game, then Liverpool will only be two points ahead. So that's something to think about. And talking about Man United, they've been doing absolutely fantastic. Outside of Champions League, which they've done terrible in. And, I mean, we talked about that at length in previous episodes. Obviously, they were eliminated, dropped into the Europa League, and I believe that they're going to do very well in Europa League. If I had money, I might even bet on them to win. Ooh. That's good. So, Man United. We're going to talk about our picks for our preseason picks in a few weeks, but I, I can't talk about Manchester United and not talk about Bruno Fernandes. And he is, he really might be the player of the year for the entire Premier League. Manchester United have been a little shaky in trying to find their, I guess, identity, but they, they've proven to be pretty solid. Some of the things that, I don't quite understand, though, are playing people like Juan Mata or, you know, throwing old people out there like Matic instead of throwing younger guys on there like Donny. There are younger guys on Manchester United, obviously, that get starts. But the only thing that really doesn't sit well with me is the whole Donny thing. You get this guy, he's good, he's proven to be good, and you just play all these other guys ahead of him. 
Like, why, why would you do that? So the last match that they had, Leeds and Manchester United faced off. Manchester United just demolished them. It was a score of 6-2. to two. Talking about younger guys, Scott McTominay. Oh, the producer's back. I'm currently cat-sitting. Well, he's my son. You're my son. He's my cat son. So, young Scotty scored in the second, then the third minute. Very impressive. Bruno ended up getting a brace as well. One of those was a pen. So, yeah, I know. It's crazy. Crazy how fast Manchester United are back in contention. People are talking about them again. I mean, rightfully so. They, they've been doing great in the Premier League. And at the other end of things, you have a team like Arsenal, one of the quote-unquote big six, sitting in 15th place with 14 points. They have been doing absolutely terrible. And they just got knocked out of the Carabao Cup. Man City beat them 4-1. It could have been a lot more. Arteta might be on his way out. They have Chelsea coming up on Boxing Day, which will probably be tomorrow if you're listening to this on Christmas. I mean, it will be tomorrow if you're listening to this on Christmas. That's how calendars work. But there's talk about him being out by you know the, the start of the year. If they lose to Chelsea when they host Chelsea on Boxing Day, I don't think anyone would be surprised. Chelsea, a little bit of poor form recently, but coming off a win. Then they go to Brighton on the 29th. And then in the new year, they go to West Brom. If they lose those three matches, or even if they lose two of them, especially especially if they lose to West Brom, I think that you're going to see Arteta taking a walk, maybe going back to Manchester City being a, an assistant there. Right, Timmy? Timmy agrees. He totally nodded his head. Making our way kind of down the table. Leicester is second. I know we jumped to third with Man U. But Leicester sitting second. If you didn't hear last week, my campaign, my campaign, Rogers out, ended. We, we all saw Big Sam. You know, he, he came in. Don't knock that down. He's being a cat. So Lester being pretty solid. Everton also playing pretty well. Only dropping points in one of their last five. Oh, there was a draw in there, too. And then fifth, you come to my Chelsea who are only six points off the lead. I mean, as I said, so little points separate the table this season. It's kind of crazy, unless you look at, you know, the very bottom. And then we'll get there. So from first all the way to 10th, that's only 10 points that separate all those teams. From Liverpool down to West Ham, only 10 points separate those teams. And teams like Aston Villa... They have two games in hand. 
if they win those two games in hand, they're looking at 28 points, and boom, now they're in second place. They jump from ninth to second place just with those two wins. Another team that has been doing all right is Man City. They haven't lost in quite a few matches, and they also have a game in hand. They win that game in hand, and they jump up into third place from eighth. So very, very close race right now. Liverpool have started to, to pull away. And a team that has started to pull away in the wrong direction, getting back to Chelsea. I honestly blame everything that's going on on Frank Lampard. Yes, there's injuries. You can't, you know, you can't really forecast for these injuries. But at the same time, you're taking a left winger in Christian Pulisic and you're playing him on the right. He can do that, yes. But then you're putting Timo on the left, which he can clearly play left, not as well as Pulisic. And you're playing either Giroud or Abraham up the middle. No problem with those guys up the middle. But if you're going to do that, don't play Timo on the left because you have a much better option in Christian Pulisic. And I understand he just came back from injury. You don't want to push him too hard. But I'm pretty sure he played full 90 the last match. Push Timo center, play with two strikers. You have Hudson Adoy, put him on the right. You have so many options. And now you have defenders going down, so that might be an issue. But you have the skipper, Aspilicueta, stepping in back and right back. If you didn't see Reese James left the, left the mat, last match injured. So. Chelsea, just like almost every other team, facing some injury woes. Another team facing a bit of woes, Tottenham. Tottenham have dropped their last two. They haven't won. They've only won one of their last five. So they've dropped down to sixth place. But again, only six points separate them and Liverpool. That could be... Two weeks. Maybe they have two good weeks and Liverpool have two bad weeks. And then Tottenham's right back in it. It's going to be an amazing race this year. Don't really want to talk about anyone else. But I will talk about Arsenal a little bit more with the Carabao Cup. If you missed the matches on Tuesday and Wednesday, we had Brentford beating Newcastle 1-0. Man City beating Arsenal 4-1. Tottenham beating Stoke 3-1. And Manchester United beating Everton 2-0. And I apologize for the the pauses. I may or may not be burping. Only on my first beer. I'm nursing this baby. It's going to be a long night. Because after this, I think I'm going to live stream some, uh, some footy. It's going to be terrible. I'm going to be terrible, but I'm going to have fun. I haven't played video games in quite some time. So those are the quarterfinal matches. The semifinal matches we have coming up the first week of January. Tottenham host Brentford, and we have the Manchester Derby, United and City. If I had money, 
and you know I don't. I would put money on Tottenham and United to win these matches. The United City match, I know the last time... Oh, I'm getting a phone call. I'm popular. The last time these two faced each other wasn't the normal Manchester Derby, but we'll talk about that in a minute after this break. And I am back after that long, long break that for you felt like all of zero seconds. Talking about the last Manchester Derby, it was uneventful to say the least. Both teams just kind of lackadaisical. I know it's not the same without fans in the stadium, but at the same time, it's it's the goddamn Manchester Derby. Like you gotta put everything you have behind that. You think there should be at least a little fire in your heart to want to just decimate the competition. Like you you want to say, hey, Manchester's red or Manchester's blue. You don't want to go out there and be shaking hands and laughing. And I mean, maybe at the end of the match, you can shake hands and be like, hey, you know, good match, or that was a hard tackle, you really pushed me, whatever. But during the match, you saw players helping each other up from opposing teams. They were laughing, joking around. Like that, that is not what a Manchester Derby is supposed to be. And that that's something personally that took me a long time to realize like there, there were certain players growing up that I just didn't like. So there, there was a pitcher for the Atlanta Braves that I really, really didn't like, but I hated the entire Braves team until I realized I liked their third baseman, Chipper Jones. He's a great guy, amazing player, great, great person off the field as well. And it was then that it dawned on me, you can hate a team, you can hate certain players, but you're not going to hate all the players on that team. And if you do, there, there's probably something wrong with you. Um, but when you're playing a game like that, when you're trying to fight for your town to prove that it's red or blue... You have to have a little bit of, maybe not anger, but just that little fire inside of you that pushes you that little bit extra. I'm not saying go out there and be an asshole, but go out there and fight. Joke when the match is over. Stop playing, you know, patty cake and go out there and play. And I think we will see that coming up on... Wednesday, January 6th at 2.45 Eastern. Not sure if I'll be able to catch that one. Let me see. Oh, and I will be off. I will be able to catch that match as it happens. Yay, me. Um, that's pretty much all I have. I mean, we're almost to the half point of the season, the midway point of the season, we're going to do a nice recap there where, I mean, certain teams played 14 matches. Some only played 12. And I'm only Villa played 12. But most teams played 14 matches in four more matches. So right after the new year, we will be discussing what we see from, or what we've seen from the beginning of the season, the first half, all the way up to the midpoint. We're going to address the 
predictions that we made, and we might even change our predictions. But end of the day, we're going to stick with what we said. Just going to analyze everything we've seen so far. Um, there will obviously not be a name that footballer. We haven't had that in quite a few weeks now with only... Oh! My, I need some WD-40 for this chair. We haven't had... Whew, fell back another few inches. Haven't had name that footballer for quite a few weeks as we've taken a few weeks off. And then it's only been Anthony and myself. So we're not going to have that again. But I'm still going to do my news stories. I have quite a few here. I'm just going to run through them real quick. Maybe give a little, little extra personal opinion or some extra facts. Tobin Heath is doing quite well in England. Uh, I believe she had a brace in Sunday's match. She had a nice little chip there. Man United won 6-1 in that. And talking about U.S. women's national team players, Alex Morgan is coming back to the U.S. Um, I think she's coming back in January. She has two goals in five appearances for Tottenham. They were both penalties. I honestly think she should stay over there, but I'm pretty sure it comes down to family that she's going to come back. We'll see what happens with that, with the new strain of coronavirus that England has. I know France and like the Netherlands and a few other countries said, hey, UK, you can't come in here. But I think some of that started getting relaxed. Uh, it's so hard to keep up with the stuff. Uh, Christian Pulisic started. I already talked about that. He, I believe he played the full 90. Here we go. This is something big. And I know people kind of went back and forth on this. What the number was. Was it 200? Uh, 200. Ha! <laughs> Not even close. Was it 643 or was it 644 goals? Doesn't matter. Messi broke Pele's record, scoring his 644th goal at Barcelona, making him the number one goal scorer for a single club ever. And you know he's going to score even more than that before he jumps ship and arrives at... I mean, I think he's going to go to Manchester, Manchester City... But there's also a possibility of him going to PSG. The thing about PSG, the reason why I don't think he's going to go there is due to money. Are you really going to, I mean, you're going to have to get rid of somebody. You're not going to get rid of Neymar because of the history that he and Messi have. Because that's something that you're going to want to, you know, buy into, I guess. I don't think Messi's going to take that much of a pay cut where they'll be able to maybe get rid of like De Maria or someone a little bit lesser. They're going to have to get rid of Mbappe. I honestly would not do that for Messi at this point. If you're going to get rid of someone to bring someone in, I wouldn't bring in Messi. There's other places that they need. They, they need holes filled elsewhere. Attack is not really one of those places. But that is just one man's opinion. 
Uh, there. All right. There are reports. Hold on. I need to get a drink before I uh, before I go into this. I'm I'm too in right now. I'm gonna need another one. So I'm gonna take another break before I start talking about all the BS surrounding Liverpool and Mo Salah's unhappiness. So here's another break. I'll be back in approximately zero seconds for you. I really hope you enjoyed that non-existent break. I have two fresh brews sitting in front of me and time to crack numero tres. Ooh, yes, love that sound. As the night goes on, I am going to get progressively more intoxicated, not only because I'm drinking and I don't normally drink, but also because I'm a little sleep deprived. I've been up since three o'clock this morning. It is currently 8 p.m. Haven't been getting much sleep due to work. And now back to my stories. Mo Salah is where we left off. Mo, this one's for you. Oh, yes. Nice and cold, low in carbs and calories. Superior light beer. Been holding on to this since uh, July, August. August, I think. No? It's been a while. I've had this beer for quite some time. So, Mo Salah, is he really unhappy at Liverpool? Um, No. No, he's not. Do I know him personally? Have we had interactions? No. But are you really going to be unhappy when your club continues to win games? You, you've bought into Klopp. Like, if you are on a team and Klopp is the manager and you haven't bought into what he's doing, I, I really don't know what to tell you. Like, he, he plays everybody. And he rotates people in and out. I know Mane appeared unhappy the other day when he got subbed out and Mo went in and scored a brace. And that's good. You should be unhappy when the manager takes you out. But here's the thing. Mo Salah, I don't think he's unhappy at Liverpool. He won Champions League. He won the Premier League. He is doing amazing there, scoring goals. The team plays so well together when players are injured or not. Why would you be upset to be there? I mean, the only reason I can see for a player to be upset when a team is doing and has done so well is, I I don't know, I guess being homesick or maybe wanting something bigger. But you're you're at fucking Liverpool. It's one of the biggest clubs in the world. How many Champions Leagues have they won? Uh, Don't get into this bullshit, oh, they've only won one Premier League. Go back to pre-1991. How many times did they win the league? Riddle me that. So, Mo Salah, unhappy at Liverpool? I don't think so. I think these are just bullshit rumors because he's getting to be that age where either he's going to get... Excuse me. Either he's going to get... a Decent contract from Liverpool to stay there and pretty much going to finish his career up there. 
or he's going to move on and go somewhere else. Where somewhere else might be, I don't know. I've heard rumors of possibly going to Barcelona. I mean, if that's where he wants to go, Barcelona should be freeing up a whole bunch of money. But at the same time, even offloading Messi, well, not really offloading because he's going to jump ship. Um, even with Messi leaving, it, their their financial situation is not great. And with where they're sitting in the league and how they've been performing, I wouldn't really want to move there unless the money was something that you just can't give up. Not where I'd want to go. I'd want to stay at Liverpool. <laughs> that really hurts saying as a Chelsea fan. I'd want to stay at a team with a winning mentality, with a whole group of players who have bought in to the manager and his mentality. I'd want to stay there. But that's just me. Side note, last night, this isn't in my my uh, my stories here, but last night I went and played some footy it was supposed to be six on six but both sides had seven players we decided to do seven on seven and honestly it was awesome i started cramping up after about 20 minutes clearly out of shape but the two teams that i was assigned to because i just signed on as a free agent were city and liverpool and I I bit the bullet, went online and bought a like Liverpool training shirt, I guess you can say. It was like 20 bucks. I wish I didn't pay it, but I did. I, I wanted to look kind of nice when my team plays. It, it God, red is not my color. My color is so blue. And that's why I wear it on my sleeve. I have it tattooed on me. But I put it on. I looked, I mean, as good as anyone could look wearing red. And I slaughtered home a left-footed goal. I was, I surprised myself there. But I also did completely whiff on two volleys. (laughs) One was absolutely terrible. Tried to volley it left-footed and just spun around like an idiot. And the other one was a half volley right-footed that I just got underneath. Uh, Not underneath and like rocketed the ball up like underneath and barely skimmed the ball. But other than that, it it was a great time. Loved getting back out there. My, uh, I, I know it was only a scrimmage. We kind of split things. We took a, a few minute break at the half. And the first half, God, my team ended up scoring like nine goals. This one guy's running circles around everyone. And then the second half, we a few of us switched sides. And that was when I ended up scoring my goal against what will be my team. But it, it was awesome to get back out there. Because I haven't been out there in so long. Speaking of getting out there, Erickson wants to get out of Inter. That's what's reported. 
where he's going to go. Who knows? Highly, highly doubt he's going to go back to Tottenham. Possible that he'll come back to the Premier League with all the injuries, but who would pick him up? I I really don't know, but he he's keen on leaving Inter. Speaking of leaving, uh, sorry, just lost my place here. Speaking of leaving, Thomas Tuchel ended up getting fired. He it was. He is. He was the PSG coach. And in comes the famous Pochettino. Poch has accepted the position to coach PSG. When Anthony told me this, I I mean, I'm not really on my phone during work, but I, I do get text messages. I have one of those fancy Apple watches. That, you know, you receive text messages on. It's it's very fancy. I like it. <laughs> so, Anthony sent a message and I was like, what? No way. I don't understand this. Like, is, did they bring Pochettino in to start having PSG play like a team? Or did they bring him in because they honestly had no one else? Oh, sorry about that. If I was Pochettino, this was like that. That's such a downgrade. I just any team. I I okay. <laughs> any team in Ligue 1 going from the Premier League, even though you've been out of coaching for months and months, picking up any team in France is a complete downgrade. I don't care if it is PSG. The only way that this will work out in his favor is if PSG pull off a double where they win Ligue 1, which, I mean, honestly, they should. And they also win the Champions League. Will that happen? I honestly don't see it happening. I don't know what's going to happen next month with transfers. Jesse's not here to fill us all in on... Uh, the transfer rumors, but I, I mean, I could see Pochettino staying there for a year, maybe a year and a half. Like if he doesn't get it done by the end of next season, he he'll probably be shit canned because that's, that's the way they've been doing things. I mean, Una Emery got kicked to the curb Tuchel got kicked to the curb just recently. I I know Poch is a different kind of manager, but I feel like that's going to take time for the players to buy into his managing, like his managing style and his philosophy. So we we will find out probably very soon how well that move went. Witching, ha, witching, wishing. Pochettino, the best. Good luck, Poch. Uh, da, 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 da. What else do we have? Uh, Cavani chokeslam Yeri Mina, but escape punishment. 
I didn't get to watch this match, so I have no idea what that is. I'm not going to watch the video because I can assume from the title <laughs> what it is. Yeah, you can't chokeslam somebody. This is not the WWE. Hmm. Ah, put that drink down and finish these stories. Uh, Here we go, Big Sam. Big Sam talking about Arsenal's form because they will be facing them very, very shortly. He believes the Gunners are relegation rivals. I mean, they are sitting 15th with 14 points. Talking about Arsenal, that is. They are only four points clear of relegation. Fulham are in 18th with 10 points. West Brom only have seven points. Should they beat Arsenal in uh, in the next week? They play them in January. So yeah, about a week away, week and a half. Should they beat Arsenal, they might jump out of relegation, depending on what happens in the matches before then. But I mean, Big Sam's right. There were there was talk about um, amending player contracts for Arsenal if they do get relegated. If I was an Arsenal player and I signed a contract, like let's say I'm Mesut Ozil and I got 320,000 pounds a week or whatever ridiculous figure he gets to just go out there and train. Arsenal are a bunch of idiots for not playing him. But, you know, they get paid the big bucks to figure out who's playing who's not playing. Um, if my team gets relegated, my contract states blah, blah, blah. We're sticking by blah, blah, blah. I'm still getting my 320,000 pounds a week. The only way you're going to get out of that contract is if you come to me and you say, hey, we want to put a clause in there that says that if we get relegated, then we'll transfer you. Or like you're, you're free to accept transfers anywhere else. That's the only way you're getting out of my contract. Like it, if they came to any of these players, and if these players are smart, which, I mean, uh, it's not really up to the players. Their agent should be doing this. But come up to an agent and they say, hey, if we get relegated, we want to, you know, we want to sign a new contract saying if we get relegated, we're going to cut your salary in half. All right, you cool with that? Who the hell would be cool with that? No, no, no. Like, if I'm getting 320,000 pounds a week, even if I'm getting 100,000 pounds a week at Arsenal and the team gets relegated, if another Premier League team or newly promoted team or any first-tier team in Europe wanted to pick me up and they're like, hey, we'll give you, you know, 80 or 75,000 pounds a week, I would jump all over that. Like, I... That, that would be something that I would have in my contract. Like, it, it, it doesn't matter. I've seen things happen. Like You're like, oh, well, you know, Liverpool never get relegated. Man United will never get relegated. Just in case something like that does happen, because right now it is a real possibility that Arsenal will get relegated, I, that's something you want to put in there. You know, a just-in-case clause. Anyway. I digress. 
Um, but speaking of Arsenal players, Mustafi has been talking to Barcelona. They possibly move over there in January, which would not be good for Arsenal. But, I mean, good for Mustafi, good for Barcelona. They'll, they'll need him in the Champions League. <laughs> Definitely need him to get back up there in La Liga. Um, bu- 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 what else do we have? Not really too much. Uh, Aubameyang is a doubt for the uh, Liverpool. Oh, I should grab another sip of my delicious cool nectar. No, oh, it's not nectar, it's a beer. <clears throat> All right. So Aubameyang is a doubt for the Chelsea-Arsenal match. I've said it before, i say it again. He was my pick, I believe, for uh, Golden Boot winner. My man is not doing hot at all. Neither is his team. But we'll talk about that in uh, about a week or two. Chelsea reported that Chilwell and James are both out and Ziyech is still out with a, I think it's a knee injury for him. So Chilwell and James are out. You'll probably see Emerson come back in on the, on the left and Azpilicueta on the right. Or, I don't know, man. You might even see Marcus Alonso in there. Is he still on Chelsea? A little bit of transfer news here. I know I I talked a little bit about Mustafi, but Barcelona is also looking at Rudiger from Chelsea. And, oh, man, I always mess this guy's name up. Scar from Newcastle. I mean, I didn't think they're... Their uh, finances were that great, but if they're already looking at Messi leaving, I, I guess they can scrounge up some, you know, change in the couch cushions. Mm-mm-mm. I think that's really all I have. The rest is just kind of Chelsea nonsense because I'm a Chelsea man. Um. But there, there is news that Chelsea are in a race to sign Holland. If I was Holland, I would not move anywhere right now. You're getting all the time you need. You're getting it in a, a decent league on a great team. Well, maybe not great, but a decent team. I would personally stay where I'm at for another year. Maybe another year and a half. Let's see what goes on. But, um, I don't know. If I was going to go somewhere, it probably wouldn't be Chelsea. Because looking at their their attack, it's already pretty good. And I'd look at it going, hey, where am I going to fit into this? Like, where are you going to promise me playing time? Because you already have, I mean, you have uh, Abraham, who's doing pretty good. You have Giroud, who, despite his age, is doing great. And then you have Timo, and you're looking at Timo going, all right, well, he's probably the guy that, I mean, given his current form, that's the guy that you're going to get in ahead of. I, I, if I was going to transfer, 
to a team like Chelsea, then I would want it guaranteed in my contract that I'm going to be, you know, the number one or the formation is going to change to play two strikers or whatever it may be. But again, that's just me. Some some sad news related to Chelsea. Diego Costa is going to miss the Chelsea match. If you missed last week or you've been living under a rock, Chelsea and Atletico Madrid were drawn in the Champions League, so he's going to miss that, at least the um, the first match. We'll see what happens with the second. Also, speaking of Atletico Madrid, uh, Trippier. <laughs> uh, I, I posted a, a tweet about this yesterday. Trippier. Sorry. Just thought I had a, a long, long text from a buddy, but turns out that was yesterday. Uh, Trippier ended up getting a 10-match ban, or no, no, not a 10-match, a 10-week ban for, I think it was gambling. You, you can't do that as a player. Uh, I didn't go into the specifics of it. I don't know if he was betting on his on himself or his own team or what it was, but yeah, you, you can't do that, buddy. So enjoy your 10-week vacation. And there is, yes, I know, I don't have to wrap it up. Stop yelling at me. You hear this guy? Oh, my God. The nerve. The nerve of this guy. I'll do what I want. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think that's all I really have. Upcoming matches. Let's preview these matches. Uh, I already talked about the... Uh, <laughs> Tongue got in the way. I already talked about the Carabao Cup coming up in about a week and a half. I believe it was. Yes. The 5th and the 6th. We have our semifinal. Again, if you have money and you want to bet, I would place my money on Tottenham and Manchester United, given their form. And also uh, Brentford. And then coming up, match day 15, we have Leicester hosting Man United. That should be a great match. That's coming up. And these are Boxing Day matches and, uh, well, Sunday, the day after Boxing Day matches. So Saturday, Sunday. So Leicester hosts Man United. That'll be a great match. It's early, 7.30 Eastern. Then we have Fulham hosting Southampton, Aston Villa hosting Crystal Palace. See if Aston Villa, ooh, excuse me. See if Aston Villa can pick up three points, try to get back up there. As I said, they have two games in hand, so they can either jump up or they can kind of stay stagnant. We got a London derby when. Arsenal from North London host Chelsea from Southwest London. Manchester City host Newcastle. Sheffield United host Everton. Those are the matches on Saturday, Boxing Day. And then Sunday matches Leeds and Burnley, West Ham, Brighton, Liverpool, West Brom, Wolves, Tottenham. 
And I'm just going to run down real quick. The the matches to watch, at least from me, definitely going to be the Leicester Man City match and then the London Derby, the North versus the South, Arsenal and Chelsea. Talking about other teams, I mean, Leicester Man United definitely going to be the game to watch. Liverpool, West Brom, Liverpool should definitely pick those points up and continue their great run of form at the top of the table. Tottenham Wolves might be interesting given Tottenham's, you know, current form. Not going to give out my, you know, top 10 teams based on current form this week. I might come back to it next week when I have some time to actually sit down and break things down. But if I was going to watch any matches, it'd probably be those four. But honestly, between you and me, oh, hello, producer Timmy. Between you and me, I will be watching all the matches I can. I'll probably have two matches on at a time. Like we have Fulham Southampton kicking off at 10 a.m. And Aston Villa Crystal Palace kicking off at 10 a.m. I'll probably have both of them on because why not? I have the screens I'm going to do it. So, uh, I'm going to go hop on, start <laughs> start live streaming some of me losing in FIFA 21. And until next week, enjoy the Boxing Day matches and whatever else we don't get to because we might not have a uh, another episode until the new year. So, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year if we don't see you before then. And uh, adios.